Blog Talk Radio. Truth. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence by the military-industrial complex. Are the Bible's prophecies today's reality? This could be the sign that signals the return of Christ. World leaders are working behind the curtains. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. Secret societies, secret oaths, secret proceedings. Now, get ready for an hour of truth that will make you think. We'll examine Bible prophecy and see how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ for His church. You're in the zone. Politics, Israel, the Middle East, the revised European superstate, and more. All in the zone. This is the Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Hello. All that time I was on mute. Uh, I hope, brother, <laughs> I was just on mute that whole time talking. I'd like to welcome y'all to the show. Uh, that was uh, my fault. I apologize for that. Uh, I was just on mute for the last, what, six minutes. So I'd like to apologize to... Uh, uh, you guys for having you guys on mute, uh, uh, having me on mute. Uh, uh, tonight, we hopefully we can get Brother Rick to call in. I apologize. I cannot believe I just done that. That's the second time I've done that in a year and a half. I uh, what you do is when the theme song's coming on, you put on the you put the uh, host on mute, and uh, and what happens is if you don't look up. And you're talking, uh, you're gonna forget that you're on mute. So I apologize. We're gonna go ahead and take a uh, a break and back. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson, inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture at American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think one once people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Warning. 
Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's anamericanwarning.com. out our future and host Phil Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on the Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible and we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. Okay, we're back. Uh, don't pay attention to that commercial. Actually, the uh, website is down for right now. We're going to bring it back out on probably on Friday, about about a week from here. Uh, so just we're using our Facebook as a uh, website. So please bear in March, uh, going into April, we're going to launch our uh, network completely uh, with a new website and uh, a 24 well, it ain't going to be 24-hour radio station yet, but it'll be a at least a three to five hours first. And uh, we're looking for hosts who uh, can go, who goes by the Word of God uh, without tankering with it. Uh, I, I, and I'm probably turning off a lot of people just by saying that. Uh, the Word of God hurts. Uh, and probably... If you can be listened to for a long period of time, you probably got either like Jay Vernon McGee. You can probably listen to him because he's not going to come on, come over and hit you with a bucket of rocks. But um, trust me, if you listen to him enough, you're not you're going to have to turn off your radio because he speaks the true gospel when he's alive. Um, if you are in the limelight and you and uh, people like you, uh, you you probably want to wonder. If you're really preaching the true gospel, um, Doc, um, John, John MacArthur, uh, I think I'm saying Josh MacArthur. I'm not, I know his name though, but I just I got so much stuff on my mind. But anyway, uh, this guy, listen to this guy, uh, is hard to swallow because he speaks the truth uh, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't play around with the truth. And the truth is is simple: the simplicity of Christ. It's a very simple truth, and and when God says He's not the author of confusion, it's it's correct. He's not the author of confusion. Uh, the devil likes to confuse people, 
Uh, and that's why you have so many different variations of the gospel. And in Galatians chapter 1, it talks about if anyone preaches any other gospel, he's accursed. So I'm going to do a show in a couple of weeks on social gospel. If you get a preacher to call himself reverend on television, like Jesse Jackson, and uh, these people do not uh, speak about Jesus, I mean, it's impossible to be a truly born-again Christian in the lime life without selling out Jesus. You can't do it. Al Sharpton. Uh, and uh, when these preachers get out there and they preach and they they're preaching social justice and social injustice and um, you know things that the African American have been through, yeah, that's a good, that's a fine thing to do. Uh, but to uh, do it for money or do it for publicity is not cool. But when you do it and you're doing it. Uh, and you're not mentioning Jesus, and, and that's not your focus. Then you're doing you're you're you're, uh, you're preaching a social gospel, uh, and uh, there are people who believe that just because somebody put a tab on themselves, you know, reverend or preacher or reverend or pastor, or, then they automatically got a ticket to heaven, and, and that's not so. Um, and uh, just because a, pre a, pre a president says, I'm a Christian, and then says, um, okay, June is now gay people's month, and I like abortions, mm, saliva at the mouth, oh, I just love killing babies in China, you know. I mean, what kind of person who has a heart uh, and says I'm a Christian would support overseas abortions? That's ridiculous. Oh, uh, well. I, I can't say no more. But this next guest, oh man, I, uh, brother Rick Wiles, uh, I was in a dorm room. Uh, I actually was in college, but I was in my barracks room at the time, back in 2001, and I would listen to brother Rick on uh, the computer and the shortwave, and um, I, I would even sit in the car. I think it was even coming on. In the car, I can't remember if I had my shortwave in the car or what, but I would listen to brother uh, Rick Wiles, and uh, it became a normal ritual for me. Now, was I a tight? Well, did I send money to his ministry? Well, I was a bad person with money back then, so I can't really remember. Uh, but uh, I know I did eventually get around to it, but uh, yeah, if, if I had a brain and, and when I was in the military, I would probably be well okay right now with finances, but but I did have a high credit rating when I was in there, but uh, I uh, enjoyed listening to Brother Rick. Um, he talked about um, and he used to work for TBN, and uh, he, he, he sort of got a uh, Eye opener with TVN, so he just he went on to his own radio ministry, and uh, I, man, uh, go to his website. It's also www.truenews.com. I'm I'm there almost every other day uh, to get news, and, and his news is is fresh right off the press. 
And uh, he's also, you can catch him on WWCR. He's going to be on there starting again. And I think he left that temporarily, but he's going to be back on WWCR. And also uh, 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 World Harvest Radio. And also his family is is pretty much involved in his ministry. And and also his uh, son, definitely. I remember his son went over to Turkey uh, to... uh, Dude, uh, Noah's art. I think he's doing a documentary, but that was pretty interesting as well. And also, this brother does get involved in ministry outside of Bible prophecy. You know, he he works pretty much in foreign countries, and I just enjoy it uh, listening to his updates on his uh, website page. But uh, we bring brother Rick on. We're going to be talking about various subjects. Uh, pertaining to uh, Bible prophecy and uh, also what he's doing. I'm kind of interested in what he is doing. Uh, I hope I can get him on because this thing. Okay. Okay. I'm hoping his phone number. His phone is not for me because I'm doing the interview. Okay. It's my son. He stays gone most of the time. Brother Rick. Hey, Phil. How are you? Hey, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. Glad to have you on. Uh, sure. Man, uh, it's uh, sort of like listening to you for that long a time, and now I actually have <laughs> where I have you on. Dude. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I'm uh, uh, just uh, very excited about you uh, your, in your ministry. Especially what you what you what God has you doing, as far as outreaching uh, uh, to different countries, and it seems like you have a heart for uh, ministry in their various areas. Before we start talking about Bible prophecy, let's let's find out what your uh, ministry is doing right now, uh, and then we'll we'll uh, just talk about everything, uh, and then okay. we'll go from go to Bible prophecy after that. All right. Well. Um First of all, Phil, I appreciate you uh, inviting me. Uh, very, very honored that you would have me on your program, and glad to know you were listening to us way back in yes. 2001. And uh, yes, we, we started, we started broadcasting in 1999, and uh-huh. we, have, you know, we, we we've been a um, shortwave radio and and internet uh, since the beginning in '99. You know, back in '99, there weren't a lot of people using. Um, the internet for for radio broadcasting. I, I tell people today we were we were podcasting before there were pods. Yeah. <laughs> we we were doing it a long time ago, yeah. and uh, but the Lord the Lord has blessed us and he's 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 kept the ministry um, going, um, and it, we've always been we've always been a ministry of a watchman ministry of a ministry of warning. That's how this started. And uh, and we've always, I mean, we've always been involved behind the scenes in in um, helping orphanages and um, uh, any ministry reaching out to the poor and the needy. I, I got to tell you, so when 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 the Lord called me into this ministry, I actually I left TV in '98 and the uh-huh. radio started in '99 and 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 I I remember asking the Lord. How are we going to pay for it? How's this going to happen? And I clearly remember the Holy Spirit telling me, 
take care of orphans and widows, be kind to the poor, and feed the hungry. Yeah. And that that was his instruction to me uh, 12 years ago. And that's exactly that's exactly what we've done. And, yeah. you know, we've really not made it. Uh, you know, we've tried. It's really been a low-key thing. We, it's not been, the, you know, the the center point of our ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been a vital part of the ministry because it's, you know, I tell people it's our, you know, it's our secret weapon. It's our it's our secret strategy. People say, well, how how do you how do you keep this ministry going? How do you finance it? Well, yeah. that's the secret, and it's really not a secret. It's feed orphans, <laughs> take care of orphans, feed the hungry, take care of widows, be kind to the poor, and and yeah. you know it's what Jesus expects all of us to do to show mercy, yes, show mercy and kindness. And um, truthfully, so I, I don't think you can say you're in the ministry if you're not doing something that shows yes. mercy and kindness to the lost and yes. to the hurting. You know, yeah. uh, you got to be doing something. you got to get out there and, and, and you got to get your hands dirty out in the world yes. where the people yes. are at. Yes. Uh, and so, anyhow, yeah, that's what, you know, that's why we do that. Um but but till the, the ministry started in in '98 uh, when I was uh, I was working at TVN I was a director of marketing of Trinity Broadcasting Network and you know it was really for me it was the you know it was a, a job of my dreams I mean I I was hired by Paul Crouch I I was assigned the job of expanding the distribution of TVN on cable systems and at that time. You know, in mid '90s, uh, the, the the direct broadcast satellite systems had just started. Direct TV had just gone on the air. There was another company called Prime Star, which isn't around anymore. Yeah. And then Dish Network launched. And uh, you know, I helped uh, you know negotiate the contracts. I got TV in on those uh, systems. I, you know, I was part of getting TV on a lot of the major cable systems around the country. And so. I had this awesome job. I was just flying around the United States promoting TVN yeah. uh, and, and getting it on more cable systems. But what happened was in in, in the spring of 98, somewhere it, was, you know, it started in March, the Holy Spirit started wooing me to, to go on a fast. Yeah. And, you know, and I say this uh, now somewhat facetiously, but, you know, back then... Um, it was like, I mean, I never said this, but it was the way I was thinking. You know, I'm too busy. I'm too busy doing the Lord's work to stop and fast. Yeah. Now, yeah. listen, you know, we, we all can get in that, you know, that mode because, man, I, I had meetings all over the, over the country. I had conventions. I had high-level meetings with executives. You know, I was, I was busy. And mm-hmm. to be fasting... While you're trying to fly around and have these meetings and luncheons and dinners and all this kind of, was, I was like, wow, where, where, when am I going to get time to do this, you know? Yeah. But the Holy Spirit just kept nudging me. I need you to fast. I want you to fast. And so about the third week of April 1998, I finally went on a fast. Mm-hmm. And about, um, I don't know, three or four days into the fast, um you know, I was just one one day in the afternoon, um, around 2 p.m., you know, the Holy Spirit just uh, spoke to me very, very 
clearly and said, I want to meet you at the chapel. I heard it mm-hmm. unmistakably, Phil. I heard his voice say, I want to meet you at the chapel. And I, I, I told the um, secretary, I said, look, I'm going to be gone for a little while. Uh, hold my call. So I'll be back in about 15 minutes. You know, I was really expecting just walk down to the chapel, say a prayer, and come back. But as I was walking the hallway to the chapel, a sense of um, seriousness came on me, and I started, I actually started to get afraid, mm-hmm. because I, I had never felt this feeling before as a Christian. And Phil, um, I, as I was walking down the hallway, I started thinking, you know, I was, you know, at that time, I was, you know, I was in my, I guess, mid mid-40s, 43, 44 years old or whatever, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, is the Lord going to tell me I've got cancer and I'm going to die? I mean, what is this? This is really, I feel heavy. (laughs) This is a real heaviness on me. And when I got in, when I opened up the door of the chapel, it was empty. I just walked in. And, you know, so I, I didn't, I didn't see God. I didn't hear God. I didn't, you know, there wasn't anything mystical or spooky going on. But the room was absolutely saturated with the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And it was a holiness. And I I felt I felt as naked as Adam in the garden looking for a fig leaf. Yeah. I was like, Oh my. I can't see him, but he's here. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, Phil, if you've never, if you've, if, if you've, if you've never had a visitation from the Lord mm-hmm. at that level, it is, um, it is overwhelming because you you are so aware of your humanity and your carnality as as yeah. a human being. Wow. And you know, I I hear people saying, you know, like, well, if, I, if Jesus ever walked in, boy, I would. I'd run up to him and I'd say this and I, I'm like, no, you wouldn't. You'd, you'd be on your face, shaking. Yeah. Yes. You know, and so that's what happened to me. And I, uh, I, I was very aware of all of my shortcomings, all of my things that in my life were displeasing to God, and mm-hmm. and so he he had to talk to me about those things, and and you know, and I I dealt with it and got rid of it, and. Um, the next thing I know, I, I'm having a vision. And, mm. I mean, I'm wide awake, I'm standing there, and it was like a movie screen in front of me, and I saw I saw American cities on fire, and I saw buildings burned down, and I saw refugees. And, and I, I just said, God, what is this? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, this is America's future if your nation doesn't repent. And, mm. and so I... Uh, I I asked the Lord for a scripture to verify it, and he, I opened up my Bible, and it, I'm, I was looking at Isaiah 24, which mm-hmm. describes a, a city, a nation under siege. There's mm-hmm. no food, no water. There's it's uh, everything's boarded up. Everything's uh, you know the city is, is is in lockdown, and so I didn't tell anybody what happened. I I didn't even tell my wife that night. I I, I went home. I kept it quiet. And the next morning, my daughter, Carissa, who was about 22 years old at the time, said, Dad, 
Jesus appeared to me in my sleep last night and said, Daughter, tonight I will begin speaking to you about the last days through dreams. And she said, Dad, I had a dream about our family. And in that dream, uh, our family was standing together, huddled together, and we were surrounded by thousands of people, and they were rotating around us like on a carousel, but they were all skeletons. And they were reaching out these long, bony arms towards you, Dad, and they were crying in a loud voice, if you knew this was going to happen, why didn't you tell us? Wow. Well, Phil, that's how this ministry started. <laughs> that's it. And, wow. And I've I've been running, I've been running on high octane fuel ever since April of '98. I, I I left TBN in in August or September, late August, early September of, of 1998, and. You know, I never look back. I just, I've just been running ever since with this wow. message. Praise God! It's, it, wow. it's been burning in me like fire in my bones. Yeah. And and I'm, I was, I was too afraid of God not to tell people what I saw. Yeah. You know, wow. and brother, and I was hearing in '98, in '99, in my prayer time, I was hearing words like Osama bin Laden, nuclear wow. suitcase bomb. Yeah. Uh, anthrax, um, yeah. terror attacks, a uh, poison food supply. You know, and I, you try talking to people in '98 and '99 about those subjects. Nobody <laughs> wanted to hear it. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, you. Uh, at the time, you were you and Alex Jones were actually actually talk. Uh, I think he was on your show. Something something was going on. And, Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, Doctor Stan Ortiz, some some of you guys were uh, crossing over to different shows, yeah. and I remember, I definitely remember your show saying, "There, I, you know, you were saying that God put on your heart that there's going to be an uh, uh, attack." And then you were saying, you and Alex were saying the song Bin Laden, and I wasn't really paying, you know, you somewhat pay attention, right. but you, you, right. you, you I don't know who he was at the time. And um, I remember being, because uh, we were on the deployment at the time of 9-11 happened, and we were locked down on the Marshall compound. We were putting in a repel tower for the um, for the uh, marshals uh, to train on. And uh, I was just telling some of my uh, com- uh, fellow soldiers that, you know, they were asking, well, how is the United States going to be brought down? We're the greatest nation in the world. I said, yeah, we are, but uh, it could be a terrorist attack. It could be... Someone, you know, hit something downtown New York. I was just telling them that, and five seconds later, hey, everybody gather around. Um, the, the Twin Towers just been hit, and everybody's mouth just dropped. And really, most you, of, I mean, this was—you were actually having a conversation yeah. on the morning of nine eleven. Nine eleven, before it happened, before we even knew about it, and uh, some of the guys tried to deny it. You know, some of the guys just. You know, followed me around like a a, a, a pussy cat with the tongue. More information, and uh, <laughs> so well. The, but what happened was the Holy Spirit had got a hold of me, and uh, you know, took that what you were guys were saying, and used that. Now uh, I know that you're you're you are a Christian, hundred uh, percent. But there's other guys out there who. Uh, 
you know, you know, you listen to just to eat the meat, spit out the bones, and get their information. Yes. And a lot of these guys aren't really saved. They just claim to be Christian. You know, I'm a Christian. No, you're not. Yes. So, so, so Christians need to be very careful who they give their ear to. Yes. Who's speaking? That, who's speaking that, into your heart and your mind? Exactly. Because it, you've got to hear. You got to hear the voice of God right now. You can't. You can't be filled with with voices of of anger and rebellion and yeah, and yeah. insurrection. You've got to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yes, indeed. Praise God. Praise God. And uh, and a lot of they are uh, being bombarded by all kinds of information. Uh, when I was back there in the day, uh, when I was in the military, I used to uh, be so bombarded by, you know, I had different prophecy books. I had different this and that. You know, I, I was going to, you know, different ministries for different information. But we're not saved off the information. We're saved no. off the personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. So that 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 is important. That is important, uh, brother Rick. Uh, what do you uh, what do you what do you see? I know I noticed that your website. You 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 just go with, you know, you you have a broad sense of what's going on. You don't really f- focus on one particular area. Now, uh, a lot of people who listen to this radio program uh, are, you know interested in Bible prophecy. Um saying that you're not pre trip rapture, you're 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 mostly you're post trip. Um and uh I, I like to hear what you um believe that is gonna happen in the end time. Now I'm a pre tripper. Mm-hmm. Um now a lot of people will look at me and you as why do you have him on your show? I I don't really care about the pre mid post I just think I just believe that we need to be ready regardless of what it is. That's right. Uh, and we need to, we need to be have our. And that's uh, the bottom line. That's the bottom yeah. line, Phil. Here, yeah. the, the, in the final the final analysis, it's going to happen exactly the way God told us God. in His Word yeah. it was going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. after it happens, we're all going to look at each other and go, "We all had it wrong." None of us really understood the Word of God, but it yes. happened exactly what the Word right. said yes. was going to happen. Yes, so indeed. indeed. that's what we know. It's going to happen according to the Word of God. And, you know, we can, we can, um, you know, we can cause division among brethren by arguing about uh, when the Lord is going to take his, his church. Uh, we, you know, that's that's wrong, you know. We just we have to be in one accord. We all agree, Jesus Christ is coming back. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle, yeah. and and he's going to establish a kingdom. That's what we all agree on. And yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I hope, quite frankly, I hope I'm wrong. I truly, honestly, I mean, I hope you're right and I'm yeah. wrong. You know, I would I would be so glad to find out I had it all wrong. But yeah. I I personally I think I'm not sure at what point I'm you know, I really don't know at what point uh into the tribulation the Lord returns. I know that we're not we're not going to experience God's wrath, but I do believe yeah. we're going to experience Satan's wrath. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, God, God's going to get us out of here before his wrath falls. But yeah. unfortunately, I believe we're going to be here for Satan's wrath. And yeah. he, he, he's going to come after uh, the church. And so yeah. um, my concern uh, about about the preacher of raptures, I, I'm afraid so many, so many Christians in America, and I say America because it's basically an American doctrine. You mm-hmm. don't really encounter it in other nations yeah. unless the American TV shows have reached there. But I, what my biggest concern is that Christians have been lulled into a false sense of security. Yeah. Because Phil Beck in, in 99 and 2000 and early 2001, as I was crying out on the radio trying to tell people the danger facing America, I heard over and over and over from from Christians, Rick, I don't worry about it. We're going to be out of here. Well, 9-11 came, and guess what? We weren't out of here. <laughs> All right? And now we're nine years, nine and a half years past 9-11. And there are more things coming. Yeah. And we're not going to be raptured away from it. I mean, we're still going to go through it. Yeah. And so what I, the one change that I noticed is that years ago, the, the, the preachers that were so adamant that we would be raptured before tribulation, they they would be very cocky and very very self-assured and say on the radio or TV, I'm going to be on that first load out of here. Those other guys yeah. can stay. The gloom and doom people can stay. I'm on the first load out. I don't <laughs> hear them talking like that anymore, Phil. They've gotten a little bit yeah. more... It's gotten a little bit more humbled about it. That hey, maybe yeah. maybe we are going to see some trouble. Maybe we yeah, are I, going to go through some, some financial hard times. Yeah, maybe we yeah. will see some war. You know. Yes. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's some more realism coming into yeah. to the church now. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that, and I I believe, brother. I believe this is what I believe. I I think America could be hit at the kneecaps. You know how you take a football. If you want to end a football player's career, just take a bat and hit him in the knees. Uh, I think what what a lot of church people fail to realize is that I like the parable uh, in Matthew's when it talks about the different sores falling on different ground, and there comes to a point where uh, one seed fell, the seed fell with the thorns, and the thorns reached up and choked the life out of the uh, you know flower or tree or whatever yeah. you want to say grass mm-hmm. and killed it and and it says the cares of this life uh and and the, you know the the pleasures of this life and the you know the riches and and bills and and you know and I want to get you know video games and football and mm-hmm. you know graduate graduation from high school but what what it can also mean is Things that are happening to now not eleven force people to you know go to church for a couple of weeks and then take after it was all done and it looks like nothing you know everything we're all safe now you you, you can go ahead and and go ahead and proceed with caution just a little bit of caution and over nine years it's gone I mean yes. there's no more caution we're arrogant again and um, and, and see when if these things happen so like a suitcase nuke go off in four major cities. Yeah, people are going to go to church for a while, 
But are they? Are we going to produce artificial Christians? Um, because if there was a rapture and it happened, I believe what's going to happen is a lot of these things that are happening to America right now, and in and, and the process of happening when it's total chaos on Earth, will we weed out the true people? Yeah. And 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 we're thinking, you know, uh, this had never happened to the United States. Yeah, but have you ever thought that a president has never been shot in front of the country before? Uh, and once they got to Gibraltar films, they could see a president's head got blown off. It never happened before, you know. Right. I mean, at least uh, well, Abraham Lincoln, of course, right. he can say that, but. But it, it it not the whole country has you know can see a president's head get blown off. That that that's a tragedy by itself. But you know, yeah. so I I think I think the place where America is at in the Bible is in Ezekiel thirty eight. And I, I I think most prophecy teachers in America have misinterpreted Ezekiel thirty eight. And I I think it is a two two nation a two nations are attacked. In, in Ezekiel 38, the land of Israel in the Middle East is the first that's attacked, and you, you can see that in Ezekiel 38, um, you know, verses, uh, you know, 7, 8, 9. Um, it says, you know, the attack is, you know, uh, uh, on the mountains mountains of Israel. But then in in verse 10, it, it says, uh, on that day, yeah. On what day? On the day, on the day that this attack is made on the people of Israel in the Middle East. Uh-huh. On that day, they've already had that attack. But yeah. on that day, an evil thought will come into the mind of the leader of this attack, uh-huh. and it and he will say, "I will go up against a land of unwalled villages." I will go to a peaceful people who dwell in safety without walls, neither bars or gates, to take a plunder, to take a booty. And it goes on to talk about a land that has much livestock and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. That is the United States of America. And and I believe, Phil, that when this attack comes down on Israel in the Middle East, at the same time, this evil thought is going to come into them let us go ahead and attack the USA, which is defending Israel. Let's take well, them know, both out on the same day. Yeah, you know it says that uh, I can't. I'm gonna find it, but it says uh, ISIS send fire upon the coast uh, the, the, the the coastlands and those who do it carelessly. Yes. <laughs> who else? I mean, that sounds like us. I mean. Hear what you said, but if you pick any, if you want to pick anything that sounds like just like us, who dwells carelessly, I That's swear, right. if 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 I I went to church today and we got a big, you know, we just finally decided because we don't. I mean, I was looking for a medium medium sized church myself, so but uh, I, I I don't I didn't really want to find a church where I can go home and feel comfortable, but the preacher. He did a good job today. I mean, he didn't say, you're going to hell, but he was pretty much uh, saying, I mean, it was right on point what he was saying today. But anyway, I was looking at the audience. I was just looking at the people, 
And then uh, you can, you know, then you go home and you look at the people in the football field, you know, the crowds, and you're like, wow, these people have no idea. You know, I, 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 being a Bible person, Bible prophecy person, you, you, you kind of think that way sometimes. You go to the grocery store, and you're just standing there, and you're like, these people, what can, what can happen to this country in the next couple of months or years? They just have no idea. And uh, we dwell carelessly. I mean, we literally dwell carelessly. The teenage bop, the teeny boppers, you know, they go to my daughter's school and my son's high school. They have no idea. I mean, the poor kids have no idea of what 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 we can be facing in the next couple of months or years. Uh, I'm more, I'm still leaning towards months, uh, but it could be 24 months or it could be five months. Um, you know, uh, but anyway, you're the guest on there. Let me talk to you about uh, the economy and, uh, and North Korea and uh, Israel and, you know, and Russia and and uh, any biometric uh, information you might have, any, uh, you know, Mark of the Beast technology stuff, anything that you can, you want to go with the Lord's leading you to go ahead and pick it up. Okay. All right. Well. I mean, I think right now the the the, um, the two greatest dangers that we're facing would would be an economic collapse. Yep. Number two, I think it's a surprise. It's getting into a war with Korea. Yeah. I believe, yes. I China is manipulating Korea. Uh, I believe Kim Jong Il is a puppet of of Beijing. Mm-hmm. They're using him to soften up and wound the United States of America. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I had I had General Jim Cash on the program last week, who uh, years ago was a deputy commander of NORAD. Yeah. So if anybody would know something about rockets and ICBMs, it would be, a, a, you know, a commander of NORAD. And we, we asked him about, the, the rocket that was seen over California on November 8th, and he said without a doubt that was a rocket. It was not a jet contrail. It was a rocket. And he said his his personal opinion was it was fired from a Chinese submarine, and the purpose of it was to send a warning about the U.S. devaluing the, the U.S. dollar. And wow. That, that is precisely the same thing I've said on this program from the time that event happened. That was my, my very first impression. This was a warning shot. It was it was actually not directed to Obama. It was directed at the Federal Reserve Bank. Wow. And the Chinese the Chinese were telling the, the synagogue of Satan bankers, You borrowed a trillion dollars from us and you're trying to pay us back with a trillion pennies and we're not gonna take it. Wow. And you better you better stop it. And they fired a rocket. Well, first of all, so we now know, even though the Pentagon doesn't want to admit it, but we now know that a Chinese sub can get thirty five miles from the coast of the United States of America. Yeah. That's frightening. That is yeah. frightening because had that thing been a nuclear armed ICBM, a MERV, with multiple warheads we could have had five to seven cities smoking right now. Wow. That's how fast. When you talk about people living in ease and comfort and living in a land of unwalled villages, 
Listen, we could all, if that was an attack, it would have been successful because they would have carried it out. Had that yeah. rock released warheads over the United States of America, they could have taken out five or seven or more cities with one rocket. And it, yeah. would, it would have succeeded because we didn't know they were there on November 8th. Yes, so that, indeed. that is how fast this could happen overnight. Um, yeah. But I believe, I believe that there's going to be a surprise attack from, from North Korea. And uh, yeah. one thing Cash said on the program, because he was a, he was, I, I think he was a squadron leader at Osan Air Force Base many years ago in South Korea. And, yeah. and I, I asked him about a war. I said, what would a war with North Korea be like? He said, well, first of all, I'll tell you when it's going to happen. He said it will happen at the coldest part of the winter. Yeah. He said, because Kim Jong-il needs ice to move his tanks across the border. Wow. He can't do it in the spring because the tanks will get in the slush. He yeah. can't do it in the summer because it'll get in the mud. He's got to mm -hmm. do it late December or January. That's yeah. the coldest time in Korea. So wow. what I'm saying, Phil, is right now, with that little skirmish that we had two weeks ago, that was just uh -huh. a warm-up act. That was really a warm-up act, and I, I am, I'm really, um, I'm praying, Lord, protect our troops in Korea, Amen. Amen. Protect, protect the Christians in Korea. There, there, South Korea is filled with Christians. Many Christians living in South Korea. Yeah. Yes. You know, if, if that war starts, there could be several million people dead within one hour. Yeah, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. We'll rain down tens of thousands of rockets with chemical and biological weapons, and wow. and, and and he has nuclear weapons, and and he's got he's got 1.2 million soldiers in uniform, about 200 miles north of the DMZ. He's got them. He's got them in a forward position as close to the DMZ as he could get them. He's got another five or six million men in reserves. You know, he's, he's got an army, you know, of six, seven million, eight million men that he can mobilize. We have 28,000, you know, 28,000 American soldiers. Yes. So if he launches an attack this later this year, I mean, I'm talking here in the next three, four weeks. Uh -huh. He just that attack. The only thing our troops can do is nuke him. That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get Christians to understand is the world could change overnight. Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. That's what people don't understand is that uh, the uh, geopolitical. Uh, uh, Situation can change uh, really quickly, and Roosevelt said nothing in politics happened by accident. If it happens, it was planned that way. Right. Um, but I, and this is my scenario with a suitcase nuke. I believe if a suitcase nuke go off or is claimed to go off, what I believe happened uh, before that nuke went off is that their black ops mission 
was to take something about the size of a, a two shed, maybe bigger, a bomb about the size of a two shed. Uh, in downtown downtown Manhattan, in the in the, in the down t- downstairs of one of the big buildings, blows up. It's not a suitcase nuke. Now I'm not saying that there there can't be a suitcase nuke. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if a suitcase nuke go off, then some type of black ops operation in the military happen. And if it happens in five, if it happens in five different states, because it's it, it's almost ridiculous to think that 19 hijackers can take over planes with box cutters. It's just ridiculous. It's, to me, it's just a gunman with an old type of weapon trying to shoot the president when the car is going fast enough. He can't, I mean, be realistically, it had to be a team of shooters. Um, so sometimes Americans, what we do is we believe every, almost anything we hear. Uh, now the the nukes going off in major cities. I can I can believe suitcase nukes quicker than I can believe nineteen hijackers who sure. nine of them are still walking around. So have you ever have you ever seen the um it, it's it's like a it's like a comic book series that was published mm-hmm. London Telegraph several yeah, years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I did. Operation Blackjack. Yep, yep. I remember that. <laughs> you know, yep. That was a bizarre thing for a major yes. newspaper to publish. Yes, it is. It was. It was. Okay, and I so think... what, what, were they, what was that newspaper telling us? Were they telling us, here's the game plan, we're, we're just rubbing it in your face? Or or was somebody, yeah. or, was somebody saying, I know the game plan, and the only way I can try to stop it is to put it out in public like a comic book, and hopefully, yeah. I, hopefully, I, I will help derail this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like well, that's what a lot of people are thinking that they were tra- probably doing. Uh, I, I, I'm tra- I was trying to look it up and see if that thing still even exists. Operation Black Checks somewhere check- online. It's still there. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look at that tonight. Matter of fact, that 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 scenario, we still there's a lot of people uh, like me, me and you who believe that that you know that I still think that they're gonna pull that one off. Uh, I just believe that it's not God's timing, it's, and it's either because God has a way of making it happen on His time clock. And um, so unfortunately, here, here's one. This is one place where I. I, I respectfully disagree with some of the other radio hosts uh-huh. who have been very, very vocal on this subject. Uh-huh. I, I do not say that 9-11 was an inside job by the U.S. government. Uh-huh. It was an inside job, but the group behind it uh-huh. is far bigger than the U.S. government. It, it This thing is a... It is the beast. This is the antichrist system. It's yeah. worldwide. It's not. You can't put it on one nation, one government. This thing is a global beast. Yes, 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 it's yes indeed. World. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. I mean, yeah. It's um, a lot of people, brother. 
a lot of people, and I don't like giving the devil credit, uh, but uh, a lot of people forget, uh, and like, for instance, Alex Jones, a lot of people, I mean, especially if you're not a Christian, you're not, you're going to leave out the demonic forces. And if you have a pyramid, and you look at all the organizations who truly run the world, at the top of the pyramid is going to be Satan and his demons. And, right. and they're, they're maneuvering these organizations to, to, to get their agenda pushed. It's not the global. I mean, yeah, they use, they use the Club of Rome. They use the Illuminati and all these, you know, some of these groups exist. Some of them, and, and, you know, may, they might be organizations that we never heard, never heard of. Uh, that that do these things, but we there these guys have never changed their their shade of color. And back in the day, before Noah's Ark, uh, God had mentioned, you know, these guys come down and cohabitate with the women, and you know, and all this other stuff. These guys are still Satan's still the prince of the power of the air. He's still running the show, uh, and uh, and 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 this thing is still generating. Uh, his his work of art. He still wants to bring his antichrist out, and he still wants to set him on his throne. And he tried. And he offered Jesus, uh, and it's kind of funny that the uh, Satan will try to offer the Creator of all <laughs> everything. You know, he said, "This is mine. I can give it to you. You want to take it?" And Jesus didn't deny it wasn't his because yeah, he in the Garden of Eden, Adam. Blew it and, and gave him. Okay, I'll I'll take it. And Satan has been running with it ever since. But uh, anyway, uh, what do you think? What do you see about our generation? Uh, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, the generation is vision, the, the movies, the the, the all this the, these witchy like shows coming on and. And 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 the 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 marriage is you know marriage is destroyed among these sitcoms and stuff. Well, what do you see? What what do you, what are you looking at as far as this generation is concerned? I well, all right. I you know I'm I, I'm looking at this you know as a a, a man that's in his late fifties. I I I was born in the fifties. Yeah. Eisenhower was president. Yeah. Um, TV shows were I Love Lucy. Yeah. Uh, Eva the Beaver, uh, <laughs> Father Knows Best, uh, Mayberry RFD, Wholesome, Clean, yeah. Family Value Programming. Um, America has been America has been defiled by the synagogue of Satan, which owns Hollywood. Uh, they own and control Hollywood, and they have yeah. defiled the minds and the hearts of the American people. We have been paganized. We have been uh, polluted. We, we have been made filthy. Uh, and we don't, we don't even know it. We have, we're not even aware of, of filth and the garbage that, that has flooded our minds, our hearts. And so God is looking at us as a people that has been swimming in in, in sewage. Yeah, I mean, we're we're swimming in in sewage, and and we think that we're a Christian nation. Yeah, 
We're not. It, it's it, not compared to where we were at 50, 60, 70 years ago. Um, yeah. And so um, younger people, they're not even aware that there was ever another America. They were never aware there was a, a time when uh, filth and garbage wasn't on TV and the movies and in the music and the video games. This, this is normal to them now. Yeah. Uh, if you're older, you remember it and, you, and you're trying to fight it off. You're like, uh, you're trying to hold on to what you remember of what reality was like before this garbage. But if you're younger, you don't even know it. it this is this is reality. And, yeah. Uh, this is the challenge for the church because this garbage is inside the church. Yeah. And I, I hear I hear young pastors, I hear youth directors talking about movies and TV shows that they watch, and I think, I would never watch that trash. I would never, <laughs> never, ever look at stuff like that. And, yeah. and yet I realize it's considered okay. Yeah. So, so we don't, the church, that's why I don't, that's why I think there's going to be a tremendous shock to the American church. It has to wake up. It has to snap out of this delusion it's in. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, and it's a, a big, huge delusion. Uh, the uh, preachers are scared to talk about sin. Uh, they don't even talk about Bible prophecy. They go, you know, they, they're too busy uh, with other things. Uh, and a lot of people don't even know that uh, they're, you know, it's going to be uh, anything that's going to uh, transpire in, in their in their generation, at least, because the preachers are not preaching it. And, uh, I mean, something is something that has just driven me crazy over these years is is you know doing this radio show. It's like I turn on. I turn on Christian television, not and not just TBN where I work, you yeah. know. And I'm there on good good terms. I mean, I you know I I got along fine with everybody. We you know we I left on very good terms with with everyone at TBN. Um, yeah. But what at TBN or Daystar or any of the other Christian networks, when I watch them, I'm I'm sitting there in my home saying, what planet are they living on right now? <laughs> yeah. I mean. I, I'm looking at the news of what's happening, and then I turn on Christian TV, and it's like, it's like, it's like another planet, another world, another sense of reality. I'm like, are you people aware of what's happening? Why won't you discuss? It? Why won't you even say these things on Christian TV? And I, I got to take the, the drive that's in me. The drive that is in me is to bring this sense of reality. To Christian television, and I believe God's going to raise up a new Christian television platform that will confront these issues face to face and not yeah. be afraid, not be timid. And you know, yeah. why don't we talk about microchips in people? Why don't we talk? Why doesn't Christian television and radio talk about the naked X-ray scanners and and the government fondling the genitals of? Christian families in the airport. Why are we afraid to talk about these things? Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> that is true. That's, just true. That's why they're all a bunch of cowards. Yep. They are afraid of the beast. They're afraid of the government. Yes. They're afraid. And so they keep their mouths shut. 
Yeah, and they, God, they, raise up, God wants to raise up some bold men and women who will look yeah. the beast in the eye and say, we're not afraid. We come at you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. They they like making their money, too. Uh, they, 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 they're, they're using the gospel uh, to make, you know, money. And uh, the Bible spoke about that. They would rather be rich. Like Benny Hinn said, uh, he says uh, he 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 don't have no time to be waiting for the pearly gates. He want his money. He want his stuff right now. <laughs> and that 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 that's basically it. They, I think the Lord is shaking that world too right now. I think I think the economy yeah. is going to the economy is going to bring a lot of these huge ministries. They may collapse or be greatly reduced under the weight of their excess spending and their excess yeah. overhead, they yeah. won't be able to sustain their operations because their operations are built on so much overhead, uh-huh. unnecessary overhead, to keep yeah. the lifestyle and the, 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 you know, to keep the image up. I, I yeah. think, I've got to tell you, Phil, I, I mean, you know, none of us know when Jesus is coming back. I, I, none of us. Uh, we we uh-huh. could sit here for the next two hours and speculate when we think Jesus is coming back. But the truth is, we don't know. And and I think it's a big mistake for Christians that that are deep into prophecy Uh to try to put a timeline on it and say, well, I feel certain that the the tribulation is going to start at this point after the year 2012. I mean, we'll do that. We don't know. We don't know, yeah. I'm I am going on the assumption that he's not coming back for a long time. Yeah. I'm living I'm living every day. Yeah. So that he may come for me. I may have my personal rapture today. Yes, yes indeed. Yes indeed. Yes one, indeed. A one rapture, which means I go home to be with the Lord. Uh-huh. I'm living I'm living every day in anticipation that the Lord is coming for me at some point. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So I'm ready for the Lord's coming, whether he's coming for me on a singular basis or the whole church. I'm living each day that he's coming at any time. But I'm also, I'm working and I'm planning. Amen. So he may not come back for the whole church for 25, 50, well, maybe 100 years. Yes. So yeah. if that's the case, Phil, what are we going to do? How are yeah. we going to change the culture? How are we going to declare the gospel of the kingdom in a world that has microchips in people and RFID chips and surveillance cameras? And, you know, we're, there's, a, there's a big brother surveillance web being spun around us. How are we going to preach the gospel in that type of environment? Yes. We better come to grips with it. We better start thinking about it, and we better start planning how we're going to take the gospel in the whole world. Hallelujah! Yeah, that that is that's the most important thing right there is to get the gospel to the whole world. Uh, and and and, and the end doesn't come until the gospel is preached in the whole world. Amen. Jesus. Come back until the gospel is preached in the whole world. Amen. Yes. 
Yes. And that that that's what a lot of Christians are uh are are not doing. Uh, we're not uh going out, we're not, you know, preaching. Uh and everybody has something to do in the kingdom of God, you know. And 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 and, and the pastor well, what I'm finding out is that the pastor's not promoting that Christians go out and witness and and and, pre- and tell their coworkers they're not going to do it, and a lot of times they're not going to do it. Even the pastor told them to do it. So, uh, oh, and, and what what you do on earth uh, for for the world will will not last. God's kingdom will last. It's an eternal thing, and uh, God is the eternal. Uh, the eternal means he he's always existed and always will exist, and uh, and when we were born, we became eternal beings. Uh, we we we're we're going to spend some place when we die. We're going to spend eternity somewhere, heaven or hell. And uh, God wants us to go out and proclaim that gospel to your neighbors, uh, to your family members, to to. To people and even send money uh, to legit ministries where the gospel can be uh, heard, because God knows exactly what what you're doing and what I'm doing. And uh, when he, he when we stand in front of God to give an account, he's 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 going to bring this stuff up. What you what you done for His Son? What you doing with His Son? Um, did you share them? Were you ashamed of the gospel? Uh, or were you shooting it from the housetop like Brother Rick is doing? Uh, so uh, that that that's been on my mind lately, you know, that's, big time. You know, I, something else, Bill, is just the, the incredible explosion in technology. I mean, look at what you're doing. Yeah. I when I when I started 12 years ago, um, I mean, starting a radio program. Uh, from scratch. I mean, just starting and going out there and doing it. We we had to spend an enormous amount of money, you know, yeah. to the studio and to hire staff and and to, to buy airtime and and do all that stuff that we had to do in the beginning. But here now today, we've got things like Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. And you're able to do you're able to do a radio program. Yep. I mean, the technology is 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 exploding, and, and you know we now have iPads and tablets and and uh, you know e-readers and, and 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 internet television, you know Google TV, Apple TV, Boxy Box. I mean, it's endless, and these are all things that I believe God is bringing forth these inventions, yep. so yep. that His church. We'll have bold vision and claim the territory, take the territory, and invade the territory with the gospel of the kingdom. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And foreigners, a lot of foreigners are uh, have the technology uh, computers. I, I was in Mongolia a long time ago, back in 90, I don't remember, 99. And they had computer cafes all over the place. And uh, also, when I went to Bangladesh, Bangladesh supposed to be one of the poorest countries in the world, and they had computer outlets. And uh, the beautiful thing about uh, uh, te- technology, like you were saying, brother, 
is that uh yeah we can you can proclaim the gospel without leaving your living room of course it's fun to go or a place where it used to be fun to travel. <laughs> now it's not so fun to travel as much because I I don't have the patience to go through all those lines unless you know. But it's fun. It's great to know that you don't have to leave. You don't have to go anywhere to preach the gospel. You can actually you know stay. But it's nice to go third war countries once you get to get past the security. You know, it's fun. I mean, because my—I uh, I know that you do it, and uh, and my church uh, uh, it does it as well. But it, yeah, it's a great thing to just. I go as an ambassador. I, that's uh, that's my mindset when I travel into other countries. Yes, I'm I'm flying yes, in sir. as an ambassador, and when I land in another country, the moment the moment my feet hit the ground of that foreign country, I say out loud, Father, your ambassador has arrived. Please give Amen. me my diplomatic assignment. Yeah. And then I'll tell you what, Phil, it's fun from that point on because the Holy Spirit starts making things happen. Yeah. And I realize, wow, I am here representing the kingdom of God, and he is actively involved in what I'm doing. Yes. Wow. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And he that that's that's the main that's the main thing right there. The Bible says, uh, and Psalms uh, one twenty seven, if the if the uh, if the Lord is not the builder of the house, the builder labors in vain. Uh, the Holy Spirit has to be in it uh, for you uh, to receive that uh, uh, power. Uh, you know, because you a lot of people can. Uh, and I noticed this too. You could and give him the gospel and say, "Go to it." And he probably, the Bible says that the gifts are without repentance. He probably can get some people to respond. But the true power comes when the Holy Spirit is 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 there, and it, it, it's speaking uh, forth. Uh, and that's what happened in the Book of Acts. You know, uh, of course, their faith was pretty strong in the Book of Acts uh, c- compared to our faith now i don't know uh it's like looking at a a car you know the car loses its paint if you if you don't use it if you don't keep repainting that car it's gonna it's gonna lose its uh color after a couple of years and uh the holy spirit has to be involved in the church today we got so many pastors reading so many different types of books. I'm not against reading books. Don't get don't don't get get that wrong. But a lot of times when these pastors read these books like the uh, Purpose Driven and all this other crap, <laughs> I mean the pastors start to, uh, and that's a danger too for even the laymen lay members is the people who sit in the pew or whoever is for us to go out and let somebody else interpret the word of God instead of us picking up the Bible ourselves and asking what he said in John. He says, you don't need a teacher to teach you. You have the unction of the Holy Spirit uh, to teach you. Uh, but you still want to, you know, there's still chains of command. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that's not the case, but uh we need to be able to test the spirits ourselves. The normal people sitting in the pews need to say, see if the pastor's saying what, you know, the Bible's saying. Because I had a pastor, I had a lot, and brother, I can tell you some stories right now for just my last two years, the three, or, you know, two, four years since I've been in Spokane. 
uh, four to two, you know, four years actually. Uh, the last time uh, one of the pastors that said, uh, "I can chance after death," like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you just lost a lot of effect on the gospel just by saying you don't know. I mean, what is it, Pergamus? I mean, are you Catholic? And he's sitting in a non-denational church saying that he don't know if somebody gets a second chance or not. I mean, if that's the case, then if you tell everybody that, then, I mean, they're really going to blow the gospel off and say, oh, okay, I'll just wait until then. I'll go. I mean, who would even want to serve 99 years in prison, let alone spend 99 years in hell? I mean, go figure. When people get sentenced, well, somebody with a heart gets sentenced. And they're going to go in some, you know, you stand up and you say, okay, read, you know, the, the, the head, head juror reads the guilt, you know, guilty. Your heart, I know pretty, I'm pretty sure a lot of people's hearts drop out of their doggone, you know, uh, drop below their belts when some. Now, why would you want to spend 99 years in hell and when you don't even want to spend 99 years in jail? I don't, I, I mean, I just don't get it. What I think the church desperately needs right now is um, we need a Tea Party. We need a, a Christian equivalent of the Tea Party movement in the church. And, and what uh-huh. I mean is yeah. the Tea Party movement, which originally uh, it started, you know, grassroots, just average people standing up saying, hey, we've had enough of that junk. We're not buying it anymore, and and we want some truth, and we want action. And uh, that's how the Tea Party started. We need the same thing in the church right now. We need some godly lay members in the church who will stand up and say, Pastor, excuse me, but we're not going this way anymore. You can, you can take that purpose-driven church book or purpose-driven life book and I'll tell you what you can do with it. We want the Word of God taught, and if you're not going to teach the Word of God, then we need a new pastor. Yeah. We need we need a Tea Party movement inside the churches of this country, yeah. where the Christians will just stand up and say, "Enough is enough." Now yeah. teach us the Word of God, or go get a a real job. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Amen, Amen. That that is the that is the truth. <laughs> that is the yeah. truth. So so who's at fault, Phil? Who's at fault? Is it the preachers or the people sitting in the pews letting them do it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, that, it, that, that, the people the just truth. sit there and allow this stuff to go on day after day, year after year. Then they deserve the judgment that's going to come on the nation. Yeah. So it's up to the individual church members, the, the Christians, to stand up and say to the pastors, preach the word of God without compromise, or we get another pastor. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know you know the era the era that these that a lot of uh that's going around, it starts subtle. Uh it starts subtle. It's as if don't come in and try to force it on you, and they in, it enters in peacefully. <laughs> it, it enters in peacefully. For instance, I remember um, 
a church, couple of churches. Me and my wife went back a couple of years ago, uh, and the pastor, we, we we were all sitting in the room, uh, and I, I guess we was having Bible study or something. And I had my head down. I was reading the Bible, doing something, and the and the, one, and the assistant pastor was like, "Do you know we're all Christ?" And and I. Of Christ, you know, we're on the same, you know, whoa, we're on the same team, you know. God is, you know, our Father and Jesus is our Lord, and we're, we're you know, we make up His body. And He kept just talking about it, and I said, oh, "Please don't go there. Please don't go there. Please don't go there." He's like, "Yeah, we're 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 Christ. We're we're," and He meant we're little gods. So I'm sitting there like, man, I can't believe this. And the same pastor, a uh, little bit later. Uh, was saying uh, to the church, if you got an aching body, just just repeat it. I will be healed. I will be healed. I will be healed. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And we're not, of course, we're not going to that church anymore. But but uh, it's up to the late. It's up to the people sitting in the pews to 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 examine it. You know, the Bereans. Uh, read the scriptures to see if that was true, and we don't have any Bereans in the you know. We you know we a lot of people don't want to make time for the for the word. Go ahead. That's it. They're, because the, so many Christians are not reading the word of God themselves, and so when yes. somebody stands in the pulpit and and mixes some some false doctrine into the truth. They don't discern it. They don't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Satan, Satan, Satan never just brings out a plate of lies. Yeah. I mean, Phil, if if I wanted to poison you, I wouldn't bring a bowl of arsenic with a spoon and say, "Here, Phil, eat this arsenic. It's good for you." Yeah. Because you you're trying to kill me. You're trying to poison me. But if I brought you a bowl of raspberries that had been sprinkled with arsenic, you eat the raspberries that had been poisoned. Okay? This is how Satan gets lies into the church. He he mixes the poison in with truth. Yes. And if, if Christians don't know the word of God, they'll swallow the arsenic. Yeah. With Raspberry, yeah. that's yeah. the trick. Yes, 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 indeed, yes, indeed. And he's been doing that for ages, for for six thousand years almost. Uh, yeah, the same. I mean, why, why, why stop using something that works? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And remember, when Jesus went up to the mountain, led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus responded that we we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, and that and that was probably Adam and Eve's mistake. Is not uh, he says my people perish for lack of knowledge, also distorted knowledge. So that's probably Adam and Eve's problem. Is yeah, they walk with God in the cool of the day. They. They did not want to respond to God at the time, and it probably was pride or curiosity. But uh, today, it's the same old gimmicks. It's the same old lies. Um, but but see, Satan's fruit, his trees. He has he has more uh, trees now. To, I mean, to to tempt people with. He has. I mean, I can. We could sit up here for a whole week 
and talk about different uh, the different things that Satan can lure you away from the true word of God or just lure you away from God completely. Uh, with, and, and, it, and it's dangerous. I mean, you can be a, a crocheter uh, like crocheting. That can lead you away from God. Alcohol can lead you away from God. Watching, you know, the wrong stuff on TV can eventually lead you away from God, you know. So, yeah, uh, and and the best thing we can do is pick up the word for yourself who, um, and, and read it. Read the word. Read the word of God. It, it might it might make you uncomfortable, but I'd rather be uncomfortable temporarily so I can start you know repent and live right and walk with God and go to heaven than uh, you know being uh, letting the preacher spoon feed feed me every doggone Sunday uh, what he wants to spoon feed me and then I go away and immediately forget the, what the heck I look like. That's right. uh, you know, you got. If you want to remember what you look like, read the Bible. Adam only had one commandment to keep. I mean, God, God hadn't given him a lot of. He only had one commandment to keep, mm-hmm. not the, the the fruit of, of the tree of good and evil. Yeah. But, but he he had been given some other instructions. He mm-hmm. was told to guard and and tend to the garden. Uh huh. And. The problem, this is where, this is how the serpent got in. Adam didn't do his job. Had he been wow. guarding, had he been guarding the garden, he would have caught the serpent yeah. as he tried to enter. Yeah. So the bottom line is the reason the serpent got in to deceive Eve was because Adam fell down on his job as the man to yes. guard the garden. Yes, yes, yeah. That 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 makes. Each, that yeah. applies to each of us today. Yeah. Each of us have our own garden of Eden that God has given us. Uh huh. And and He tells us, guard the garden. Wow. And if the enemy is in your garden, mm-hmm. you let him in. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's a good one. I never heard it like that, brother. That 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 is true. That is so true. The next time we, uh, if you don't mind, the next time we're gonna probably do a phone interview, uh, or uh, and then I'll probably play that interview on 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 the on the air because uh, it it, it uh, I, are you in a foreign country? Or are you still in Florida? Or are you where? No, I'm in. I'm in um, I, I'm in uh, Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you were breaking up a couple of times. We, I heard you oh. though. That's why I don't really say anything. But okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah, next time uh, I would like to uh, see if I can uh, have you on here regularly because uh, you you have a lot to share, uh, and, uh, and well, I always you know, enjoy you. I appreciate that. Hey, I do want to I, I do want to tell your listeners that um, as far as finding us, uh, they need to spell. True News without an E. It's T-R-U-N-E-W-S. There's no E in True. Yep. It's truenews.com. Yes. And uh, I, I tell people that when we started, we we didn't have enough money to get the E in our domain. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, we just spell it different. It's just T-R-U-N-E-W-S, yep. truenews.com. And uh, that's where they can go. And we 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 
post uh, news there every Monday through Friday. We don't update yeah. it for the web uh, for the weekend. I used to, but I, I, I a few years ago I just I started to say, look, I I can't I can't live this stuff seven days a week. I've got yeah. to start. Yeah. Yeah. I got to start slowing down here a little bit. Um, but the, there's a new program, new radio program there every uh, late afternoon, and uh, they can listen to it online. They can listen on Blog Talk. Uh, we're on World Harvest Radio. Uh, right now we're on frequency 73.15 at 9 p.m. Eastern, and we're supposed to be starting. It didn't get started. It was supposed to start uh uh, Friday, but they had a technical problem, so we'll, we'll start Monday on WWCR at 6 p.m. Eastern on frequency 5070. So we're we're trying to make as many ways as possible for people yeah. to hear the program, and uh, you know we've been doing this you know since 1999, and I am so glad Phil, that you know the Lord has. He's raised up guys like you. I mean, it was lonely. It was lonely in 99 and 2000. There weren't a lot of people (laughs) out there doing this. Yeah. But, man, there's so many people now, because of the technology, who are able to have their own radio program. And I'm happy. I applaud you. And I... I, Thank you, brother. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's great. You know, it's like... The more, the merrier. Everybody, get out there and spread the word and tell people. And you're doing a great job at this. And there are others who who have started programs recently. And I, I just, I, I kind of like starting to feel like a grandfather. I'm like, I'm saying, wow, <laughs> look at all, <laughs> look at all these, look at all these other Watchmen radio programs popping up. You know, this is, is wonderful. It really is. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hey, one more question for you, brother. McFarland. Uh it was it was a guy that uh had a radio program back in two thousand and four, I think it is, before I went off to deployment. His last name is McFarland. You know you familiar with him? McFarlane. Maybe I'm saying maybe I'm saying it wrong. Uh, he he had a radio program. He was from out of Colorado Springs. I had talked to him before I went on the deployment. Oh, yeah. I think he's uh he's still um he's still out there on um He's still out there on shortwave. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try to look him up. Uh, yeah, because I think he you had him on the show or he was on your show or something. I yeah, forgot. yeah. I think yeah. I think he yeah I think he's still out there on shortwave. I'll uh, just okay. email me. And I'll 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 see if I can get you uh, contact information. Okay. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. And I'll, I'll probably have you on here a little bit time sometime in December if you can. All right. And listen, my final word, listen, I just want your listeners, please, please be on alert, be on guard. Uh, don't let fear and anxiety overtake you. I'm not talking about running to the hills and hiding in a cave, you know, but be alert, be on guard. And I'm, I mean like right now, today, this week, next week, we are in a very, very dangerous time right now, yeah. and um, it would not take a lot for a uh, for a financial panic to hit. It, yes. Kim Jong Il could do something crazy at any moment, 
and life will change. I mean, I believe so we're going to go into a lockdown. I yeah. really do. I believe when the next thing happens in this country, the next 9-11, we're going into a lockdown. Yeah. And life will go on. Yeah, but it's going, to be, it's going to be a different world. You're going to have police checks. On the street, Everywhere. you're going to yep. you're going to have you're going to have to have permission to go places. Yes. And yes. People indeed. are not prepared for what's going to happen. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. That that All right, right that just laid well, a bridge for the next show. Thank you. <laughs> All right. God Good bless night. you. See you later. All right. That was a wonderful interview, brother Rick Wiles. Uh, from True News, www.truenews.com, T-R-U, news, N-E-W-S.com. Be sure to check him out. God bless y'all. See y'all next week.